When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week on Pop Gaze, we talk Hollywood dealers, drama getting in the makeup community, and gay dating in lockdown. Woo! Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pop Games, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. For postmodern queers! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Is this working? Hello! <laughs> Is it in? Maybe this can be like an ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, like, you're, like, you've got that, like, upper mic in your left corner. So it, you look like you are recording an ASMR. I know! <laughs> Just slap your tea really centrally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've I've genuinely toyed with doing an ASMR YouTube channel, but it being like me talking shit, being like, and then he got out a knife. <laughs> it gets progressively darker. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I just have this character who just um is a terrible person and is just like bitching about all their friends and stuff on ASMR. <laughs> but then I don't know if that's... um marketable but here we are how are you guys i'm good just chilling yeah. here in rio <laughs> <laughs> your zoom background looks great should we like go around and like introduce ourselves yeah this feels like a first day of school i'm into it uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely safe a fact about yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah your favorite color <laughs> do it take it away aurelia you're first up Oh my god, I'm so excited to be here. My name is Aurelia St. Clair. An interesting fact about me is um, this morning I watered all my plants in my backyard um, and then I <laughs> ate a bagel. <laughs> and Dems the facts, babe. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I had a bagel for breakfast as well. Oh my god, we're so in sync. <laughs> yeah, what a dream. Charlie, who are you? <laughs> Hey, I'm Charlie. An interesting fact about me is I had my bagel yesterday. <laughs> a lot of people, like when they meet me, they're like, I feel like you had the bagel before me and they're right. Yeah, you carry that vibe with you. <laughs> my name's Jordan. An interesting fact about me is I got my bagel from Aldi. Budget queen, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I did because of lockdown and like, I shouldn't hang out there. I have to give myself a time limit because, you know, coronavirus. But I have started just, like, hanging out in Aldi. Like, just like, oh. <laughs> I am obsessed with Aldi. They have the best shit there. They do. They have so much fun stuff. My housemate's got, like, a whole set of, like, really nice quality, like, pots and pans. Oh, my God. Are the red ones? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I meant to go to Aldi that day, but I was too lazy. Um, <laughs> probably missed out. Jordan's mate took them all. Yeah, truly. They came home. They were like, like boxes of these fucking pots I'd never heard of before. So like, these pots are supposed to be like a perfect cover of Le Creuset, which is that French fancy brand. They're like $400 a pot. Perfect gift for like a wedding or some shit. And yeah. Aldi was selling them for $49.99. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And they're like, it's they're, they're stunning. Like, they are beautiful. Like, I'm scared of them. Like, I won't. They've said to me, you can cook with these if you want. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I'm not worthy. <laughs> I can't do that. But Aldi have those, like, sales every year, right? Like, they have, like, one a year where they bring out. Like, one time it was, like, skiing gear. Like <laughs> Yeah. At one yeah. time there was a lawnmower in the, like, dairy aisle. I was just like, this is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> in Germany, every single supermarket has that middle section. 
it's normal. Wow. So every every supermarket has pretty much their like specials that come out like on a weekly basis, depending on the season it is. So yes, in winter you'll have sn like snowboarding ski gear, in summer you'll have barbecues and lawnmowers, and <laughs> it's you know it's something to look forward to. Your one-stop shop, I love that. Yeah, literally, you could buy a shop in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't have Big W and Kmart and stuff like that in Germany, really. Like we do, but not every town has it. So Aldi and other supermarkets bringing in that seasonal like stuff is the way a lot of people get that. <laughs> That's so great. Um, I'm from Germany, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not your interesting fact. Your interesting fact is the bagel. <laughs> I remember I went to um, Germany last year. What was that? That shop it starts with an L. It's like Lidl. 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 Yeah, mm -hmm. that had some weird shit. Like that was very similar to Aldi. Well, I guess yeah. they're all like that. At the mm -hmm. time, I was like, oh, my God, I've stumbled upon this jam. But turns out it's just everywhere. What kind of shit? Like what Aurelia was saying, like it had like it that center aisle, it had that Aldi vibe where it was like, here, do you need a um a strainer for your tea? Do you need a little douche? <laughs> a little <laughs> douche. <laughs> <laughs> we got it here. We got it. And there's some butter. Good luck. Like Oh my god. Was... Speaking of little douche, the other day when I was going to buy a camera <laughs> I was going to buy a camera at Chatty and they I went to one of those like camera specialty stores. And on the wall, they had like all their like camera cleaning equipment. And then one of the sections was just a little douche. And I was just mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is that? Like it's, um, it's got air in it and it just, you squeeze it into the camera lens to remove the dust because one of those little douches was once in the fruit bowl in our kitchen. Oh my God. I actually <laughs> thought it was a real douche for like three days and I put in my housemate group chat, who left their douche in the fruit bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and then I put like a poll up and everyone was voting who they thought left the douche. Oh my God. And then it turned out it was a camera cleaning <laughs> equipment my other housemate left there. Oh my God. Because you live with gays, don't you, Aurelia, as well? I do, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so iconic. Why? I mean, why was it in the fruit bowl anyway? It's still not. I think he was like cleaning the camera and then he put it there. But it it was really <laughs> small. It was way too small to be an actual dude. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's why I was laughing at them. I was like, the that that's not gonna clean your ass. <laughs> what kind of fake? It's travel douche. Yeah, yeah. It's travel douche. Hundred milliliter douche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can go through airport restrictions. You can clean the dust out of your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I just love the sentence. There was a little douche in the fruit bowl. I think we found our show title. The little douche in the fruit bowl. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> I was um, um someone was telling me about a friend of a friend who was broke at the time and figured out that you can use like, you know, there's like honey things there's like what are they called like, oh, clipper, like, like the squeegee honey the squeegee honey bottles you can like clean them out and then use that as a douche oh my god but they're like i don't know <laughs> serrated around the edge that would not be kind on the human body you just don't want to like fuck with anything that could attract ants like absolutely not <laughs> oh i attract ants honey <laughs> <laughs> they're crawling yeah <laughs> Oh my god. They should be just, so lucky. That would be a fucking honey scented rim job. I mean that it might be quite nice actually. Are we coming up with like a yeah. fantastic like marketing yeah, business I'm, plan? <laughs> I've heard of people using water bottle, like if they're in an emergency, and like that to me is just mind boggling. I don't understand how people can be that desperate that you're gonna shove a pump bottle into an orifice. That's not a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I would never drink pump water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a Mount Franklin bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm San Pellegrino. Oh my god. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> well, the little douche. The little douche that could. The little douche. <laughs> the little douche that could. <laughs> <laughs> cleaning the dust out of crevices worldwide that's so great um how have you guys been going in lockdown 2.0 for those if anyone listening uh, <laughs> if you're there 
<laughs> we're in Melbourne. We did it. Yeah. We thought we couldn't do it, but we finally oh did it. We're we're, our state fucked it. And we're Literally. The, the shame of Australia right now. Um, yeah. We are in the epicenter of sin. And yeah, lockdown 2.0 is a lot harder for me. I don't know about you guys, but I am just depressed as shit. So I've turned to podcasting <laughs> as we all inevitably do as comedians. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what else are we going to do? I literally said to my mum today, she was like, how are you going? And I'm like, keeping myself busy, just starting 7,000 podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, great. Sounds good. Sounds like you're really like handling it well. I feel like this one, this, um, this lockdown hits a little different because we, I, f- I don't know about you guys, but the first time it was like, okay, let's get through this. Whereas now it's like, what's on the other side of this? There was more of an expectation that things would come back. Things would go back to normal. Even if we like said it probably won't part of me was still like, Oh, it'll probably go back to normal sooner than we think. And then it started to, when the, the restrictions eased, and then uh, and now we're back in it and it kind of feels a bit like what's uh, what's in store? It was kind of like the honeymoon period. This time around, it's just not charming at all. Yes. I, like I've never been a clubber, but I have this great need to go clubbing right now. Yes. I was talking about this the other day. Like one of my least favorite things is like a sweaty man. And like I was so like in lockdown sadness and I was like, all I want is like a sweaty man to like, inappropriately touch the lower of my back like I'm craving (laughs) I'm craving sexual harassment yeah (laughs) like not even like I didn't even think about like hugging my mom like I went straight to like oh I kind of miss the norm of sexual harassment like give me something if I'm wearing a mask no one's telling me to smile like it's really hard oh my god have you guys been finding that like I have realized from wearing the mask so much how much I rely on a smile I feel that like walking our dog we like because she's we have a really big dog she's a foster dog she's like she's 42 43 kilograms now she came to us at like 53 kilograms she's very fat um and gorgeous but um she also doesn't really vibe with other dogs so we're trying to like socialize her and when we weren't wearing masks, it was easy to be like, oh, sorry, like she's a foster. But now we just have this aggressive dog when no one's really talking to one another and we're just widening our eyes as people walk past. How long is she with you for? Um, Pretty indefinitely. Like we haven't got a timeline yet because she has to lose X amount of weight before she can get to sex and she can't be rehomed until she is to sexed. And I think she needs to get down to like the average husky is about 25 to 30 kilograms so we have to get her down to that so you have like 20 kilos to lose yeah pretty much holy shit that's like what a third of her body weight it's huge like truly she was like massive when we first got her like i forget and then i look back at photos and she was essentially just like this block on legs and whenever she got up her like (laughs) just such a low she looks like a seal sometimes she like cracks her neck and i'm like that's not oh my god that's not right does it sound like a human cracking his neck yes and she has the same kind of like she's just like oh fuck like oh i think i just cracked my neck (laughs) and i just like i don't know you just like want to get it like get into her head and she doesn't play like She's gorgeous and she loves human attention, but she's, like, not interested in, like, playing with dolls or... Dolls? <laughs> Imagine if I'm, like, she doesn't play and I'm, like, sitting there with these, like, Bratz dolls. Like, yeah. come on. You're one of those, like, Etsy women that, like, dresses their hamsters up in little outfits. Like, oh my yes. why would she play with her dolls? <laughs> Can we talk about... There was an Etsy woman, this was years ago, but she... Her thing was, like, taking Bratz dolls and then, like, taking their makeup off and giving them a more natural look. And rehoming them. (laughs) (laughs) She was literally like, I take in these slutty dolls. And And people were like, look at these dolls. This is what our children should be playing with, not these big-ass, big-head, big-eye dolls with little bodies and skinny little legs. No, here's the thing. Like, as as a gay little kid that loved nothing more than, like, trying to 
take my sister's dolls or like find like female friends that I could go to their house and like play with their dolls. Cause my parents were always like, we're not getting you dolls, Charlie. Um, I always wanted the vavum of yes. the, the big hair, the change in color when you put it in water, like all of it, the, the fantasy. I wanted big drag queen women. Absolutely. And if you sexualize those dolls, that's on you, you freak. <laughs> like, they're dolls. Yes, they're dolls. Why can't they wear like short little skirts and little crop tops and show yes. off their fucking abs? And their tiny little necks. <laughs> their skinny long necks. They always have yeah. really skinny, really long necks. And huge heads. Like everybody's like, that's unrealistic. Like Barbie wouldn't even be able to hold her head up if she was a real person. I'm like, yeah, that's why we celebrate her. She's done. <laughs> She's carrying so much on her shoulders. All right. You don't understand what she goes through. Literally. Oh my God. I saw something. Um, I get educated via TikTok now. Um, I saw a TikTok about the recent like Barbie release and they've done like Barbie's presidential campaign, except she's like the campaign manager and they've got like, they've got a black woman going for 2020 presidency and like her whole female team as well. And I was like, oh my God. Wow, that's so woke. (laughs) Wow, Barbie, you did it. You did it. And you can't have res- representatives in the actual house. You just have them at home. In the Mattel universe. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, it's fine. Barbie solved it. <laughs> Speaking of resolving homophobia, did you guys see uh, Paris Hilton's Pride photo shoot? It no. Was, oh, my God. you got to go on her Instagram. It was so hysterical. Um, I'm going to actually look it up right now. It was just like during Pride Month. It's just like literally her against like really like 90s myspace rainbow backgrounds just like oh. gay pride and like like oh. no commentary no links to anything no <laughs> feasible tangible like support but i i loved it and i shared it just like paris hilton has resolved homophobia like we did it oh kids. my god we did it no i think yeah. i saw you share that actually oh fuck she's so funny yes don't you feel like saved by that I actually I do. want a photo shoot like that. We should do that. We should copy that photo shoot. Yes. People will be like, where'd you get your inspo for this podcast imagery? And we're like, oh, Paris Hilton's Pride series. Oh, my God. Right. But it, it does say hashtag bunny love, two rainbow emoji, one bunny emoji, and two more rainbow emoji. And when you go to hashtag bunny love, it's mainly um, Furries. Rab- rabbits. Like actual... <laughs> Actual rabbits, no furries. <laughs> um, although, you know, they probably have been furry posts, but they were just removed. I just, sometimes I feel like I'm catching up. Uh, rabbits, like queer mascots now? What happened? Um, I thought it was puppies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was puppies and furries. Oh, my God. I can't. I. It's very, like, I find it very funny when, like, celebrities post these things or they're, like, get on these, I don't want to say like bandwagons because that's not what it is, but they get behind, like they support big movements, but then there's like no actual, like like you said, like links, like there's no like petitions in their bios or anything like that. They're just like, bunny love, gay pride. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you. It was like how recently um, Leah Michelle from Glee, after like years apparently of complete silence on anything political, um, she put up like or like reshared some tweet about the BLM movement, and one of her castmates read her for filth and was just like, "Don't you fucking dare like share this when you were so racist and problematic and toxic to me on set." And there was this like huge like expose about Leia Michelle, and then all these other cast members started just like dragging her, and it was incredible watching the like fall, and all because she tried to sort of play like woke and she's not really she doesn't give a shit about so Mm -hmm. but what if she changed what if she changed what if she was like trying to do the right thing for once yeah i don't know it's hard because also like when that all came out i was like we are not surprised that Lee michelle is a bully we are (laughs) yeah true You know, like, yeah. we are not. We're, like, I would, I don't know, I've seen the audition video of her auditioning for Glee and, like, cracking it at the pianist, and I'm, like, what? There is, there is a small gay part of me that kind of lives for the diva stories. 
Like there's all these stories about like her telling extras, you guys are peasants. And it's just like, did that really happen? Did, did, Did a human woman look people in the eye and say, you are peasants? Yeah, she's Leah Michelle. She's not fucking Naomi Campbell. Yeah, or I know. An actual diva, you know. <laughs> she's like a low. She's like a budget Costco oh. diva. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like. I feel like she saw a thirty-second clip of Patty Lapone cracking it at someone taking a photo of her, and was like, "That's it. I'm. In- I'm like entitled to do that. I'm able to do that now. I've reached a certain level, and it's like, no, dog. She's not just a diva. She's like a theatre diva. She's got this kind of like old world view of you know. I come in and the people that I'm on working with, they're my crew, and they support the the lead actor. Yeah. And that's like, she was on Glee. Let's not pretend that Glee was like the most progressive, amazing show that ever existed. It felt, oh like, they, it felt mm. like they tried to handle every single like moral phenomenon and absolutely fucked it up every episode. So, Did you guys watch Glee like properly? No. I watched the first two seasons and then I stopped. And then I came back to watch the... Um, the downfall. Yeah. I watched like a couple episodes in the middle. It was like... I always come back to watch like the episode that everybody's. So I, I came back to watch the quarterback, which is the one that they did when um, Karofsky. Yeah, and that was full on. Um, and I did have a big cry, and I thought that was like nicely done. But it, I was at <laughs> my housemates watching Grey's Anatomy from the beginning, and I realized that I was really into Grey's Anatomy as a child because I was watching it. And I was like, oh, I've seen all of this. Like I've forgotten that I used to just like watch this every week. It was just something that kind of washed over me. And then I remember that I took some time off and came back specifically for the singing episode. Someone gets into like a coma and then surgeons are literally singing <laughs> how to save a life. Oh <laughs> my God. I love musical episodes of any show. I'll come back for the musical episode. I mean, it's hard because Glee is like a musical episode every time, but it's, yeah. <laughs> I find them so funny. Like there's, there's a Buffy one, there's a Scrubs one, you know, that one. like, the, the ship is sinking when they when they get them to sink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm always glad that it's sinking because I'm just a, I'm a slut for musicals. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking about sinking ships, have you seen the Ellen drama? Mm. Can you tell me about it? Because I've always known, I've always known, that's a you lie. you always known I, it's been problematic? I have lesbian <laughs> intuition. <laughs> Listen, I have been <laughs> waving this flag. I feel it in my pussy. Um, no, I heard um, a while ago, there's another comic called um, Dave Anthony, who I think ages ago tweeted, like, because when she was being really difficult to her writers, he tweeted that, like, during the writer's strike, I think it was in, like, 2008 or 2009, I, I could be way off, but there was that massive writer's strike that meant that things went on hold. She literally, like, drove past her writers who were outside and, like, never acknowledged them, and the writers that were striking were actually the ones that had written most of her special that like was really oh. successful the year before a couple of years before so i was always like i like i whenever anyone gets that much money they just become assholes i can't like i don't think anyone is immune to it i don't know but, but tell me about i because that's literally all i know I, I opened it like i was this expert i saw a tweet two years ago yeah. well <laughs> i saw a tweet at the start of quarantine um, I think quarantine one where people were like, tell us about your experiences with Ellen. And it mm. had so many replies and they're all like, um, some one that I particularly remember was a cast or crew member actually who'd, um, left Ellen for a different TV job that had better benefits like health insurance and stuff like that. That's important in the U S and then Ellen asked her to come back. Um, and she did come back because she'd been asked to, and she was like, oh, what an honor to be asked back. And then she was fired shortly after, and then she had no job and no benefits, and she just had a baby. That's fucked. Yeah. And there were, like, dozens of similar stories, and an investigation was opened into the work- workplace in regards to harassment and, like, treating treatment of the staff. And, um, yeah. And apparently she's just also, like, just a diva. Uh, I think it was Richard Wilkins, like when she came to Australia for some promotional tour and the Australian crew apparently were told, you do not look at Ellen. You do not say anything to Ellen. Do not catch her eyes. She doesn't want any of crew making eye contact with her. 
And apparently there was also this story about like in her dressing room where it was like, Ellen has a sensitive nose. People can't be chewing gum nearby. Wouldn't you chew gum so your breath is better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might be forgetting what they were chewing, but yeah, she definitely, appra- yeah. like the quote was she has a sensitive nose and so people needed to get out. Oh no, because she sent people to go get showered. That's what it was. People stank. And then she said, get out. I had a sensitive nose. She told her some of the crew, don't come back to you showered. Wow. Honestly, queen behavior. Queen <laughs> <laughs> like a diva. This is Davis podcast. I, I've gone, I've gone full, like I've gone right round to, to kind of standing it now. To loving her. <laughs> you know what? Fuck yeah! Don't give your employees benefits. You're a queen. Own yeah, it. and make them shower. Shower. Yes, clean, uh, clean. Yeah. Fuck. That's uh, like, it's. It, I don't know. We just give these people like so much power. And so, and like allow them to, to go so far until it's like, actually, how long have we been letting her like just say she has a sensitive nose? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's a regular thing. Like, I don't, we all have sensitive noses. Like the amount of times I've been on a tram and be like, <laughs> it's fucked. What do you reckon will happen from here? Because, like, she came out with her sort of, like, faux apology that was, like, saying that, like, she's so sad that this has been happening in her workplace. But she kind of made it seem like she was not involved, that it was just to do with the producers. It didn't seem to be actually taking it on board. So I'm going to be really interested to see if, like, she keeps the show, to be honest. Yeah, and also it's, like, her whole show is, like, be kind to one another. Well, how about doing that? in like your own workplace if you have to keep telling people i'm a kind person like why do you have to keep telling (laughs) us that like surely your actions can just (laughs) yeah if if someone if someone's telling me they're kind yeah (laughs) jordan has a sensitive nose to lies i have a sensitive nose to (laughs) kindness um like also like lest we forget she is friends with George Bush. Yeah, fuck that. And thinks it's fine. And it's like, aside from like the fact that he is like obviously not a champion for LGBTQIA's like stuff or existence, he's also like a war criminal. He's done horrific things. His father was uh, also like hugely responsible for the AIDS epidemic and how long that went on in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. So it's like you're actually you're dealing with people who have killed people either inadvertently through policymaking or through wars for oil. And she and her response to that was such a fucking cop out. She was it was all this centrist crap about like, oh, we need to like befriend different political opinions and try and like Mm. meet in the middle. And like, I'm not going to like reject someone who stands in opposition to values that I stand for or something like that. It's like, well then what the fuck is the point? Like, what are you doing with your platform? Yeah. It is such a weird mentality as well, where it's when people talk about befriending, because I think that like, I think because I come from a place of privilege, I'll talk to people about stuff sometimes especially family members and stuff like that, I'll try and give it time. But it gets to a certain point where you can't ignore the way that people vote. Like yeah. I, someone asked me the the other day, people <laughs> years ago, um, I haven't talked to anyone in a long time. <laughs> people were like, would you ever date someone? And this was like before gay marriage was legal in Australia. They were like, would you ever date someone who voted liberal? And this is also when I was in the closet. It was a beautiful closet. I stayed there for a while. It was very comfy and cozy. But they were like, would you ever date someone who voted for the liberal party? And I was like, no. And they thought that was really weird. They were like, oh, but surely like there's other things that bring you together. And I'm like, like what? <laughs> our core values are completely out of whack. And people are like, oh, you can't politicize everything. And I'm like, well, everything is political. Like this yeah. is, this is the world mm-hmm. that we live in. Like the things that I, I care about and the things that we all care about as individuals are very important and are usually linked to some kind of policy making. And if you're, mm. we are the company we keep. You know? Yeah, absolutely. We have to cultivate our future. And if you're allowing yourself to just sort of stand by and enable, you know. And I think that also is, it's such a tool to like silence marginalized people too, to just be like, just befriend and listen. And while there is like an opportunity for people to learn and grow and educate, like we were just talking about Leah Michelle, um, (laughs) maybe she learned. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who knows? But like, I feel like just being like, it's your job to befriend bigots. It's like, well. It's so hard. And also the whole thing of why are you making everything political? When, yes, first of all, everything is political, but also something as simple as saying people should have equal rights. Why is that political? Like, is that not a human thing that everyone should have access to the same things? And by saying that's political, you're kind of admitting that you don't care about equal rights. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, when you talk to people about, um, medicare for all and this is like basically in america but i feel like this is we're leaning towards that in australia as well in terms of healthcare. of like when you talk to a conservative person about medicare for all you kind of whittle it down to you don't think that poor people should live (laughs) (laughs) kind of like what it becomes and then you have to say that to them and then they're like yeah i think they should fucking die Peasants. <laughs> Honestly, queen behavior. Queen behavior. I would prefer it if someone was like, you know what? I fucking hate poor people. Then like lying and being like, no, 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 no. It's about merit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's wild. Yeah. I don't know what's good. What do you think is going to happen with Ellen Aurelia? Like what's your, your take on it? Well, I reckon she's just going to retire. She's like 60. Yeah. To be fair, she looks good. Which is gay 80. Yeah, she's she's got money. She's got a wife. They have several houses. Have you heard the thing about Portia being really unhappy? I mean, you can just see that on her face. I don't need to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, Ellen like forces them to move all the time because she wants to redo all these houses they've bought. And then Portia is like, "No, I just want to live in this house for a bit after we've redone it." And Ellen's like, "No, we got to move, bitch." <laughs> and Portia was like, not able to get out of bed for weeks, and they're really unhappy in the brink of breaking up. But this was a few years ago, so I don't know yeah. if that's current gossip or if that's even true. But I think she should end the show to make like room for someone else to have a talk show. Yeah, and um, retire with her wife. Portia just wants to go back to Geelong. <laughs> Yeah, don't they have a house in Sorrento? Oh, fucking probably. She's got a house on every continent. <laughs> uh, yeah, that relationship just seems so unbalanced. But I guess that's it's easy for me to say that and it's easy to look at that because that's probably a gender thing as well because I'm like... I do think it is unbalanced though. Like mm. I, I saw something about how like Portia, the final season of Arrested Development, Ellen didn't want Portia to go, uh, allegedly. And so the only shots they could get of Portia in the final season were like green screen zoom or, or you know, like from afar because she did it from like their mansion or whatever. <laughs> they like did it over the fence. They're like, can you just walk from point A to point B? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, and Ellen's video where she was at the start of lockdown where she was like, I feel like I'm in a prison. Did you see that tweet? And everyone was like, are you fucking serious? Because you live in a $36 million house. I can't. And you're saying you feel like you're in prison. And and like, it was especially bad because like all this information about the death rates in prisons was like horrendous <gasps> given coronavirus. And like Ellen being like, I'm in a fucking prison okay. right now. <laughs> Like it couldn't be it couldn't be more like a fucking blind like yeah. <laughs> like it's so so tone deaf so like lol you're in a prison look at like while they sit like in front of their like grand staircase i yeah. just it's too much 
It reminds me like Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffree Star. I was just about to say that. I know. I I can feel you. Link it back to Jeffree Star before as well about like these about coming out and being like, you know, we need to support Black Lives Matter, blah blah blah, and hold me accountable in the future. But he like turned off his comments. Yeah. For those for those who don't know, Jeffree Star is a huge (laughs) sociopathic makeup mogul that has recently to me also- 12 months ago who'd never heard of jeffree star until there was like some youtube gossip yeah the <laughs> drama getting as they're calling it in the yes. makeup community um but he recently <laughs> came out with like this huge apology video would we call it that <laughs> oh yeah it's not an apology but it's him sitting in this like <laughs> silken pajamas on this like luxurious couch in the middle of two descending like what would you call them, Jordan? Like these, like those. It's like a grand. It, it's like a grand entrance. It looks like a scene from Beauty and the Beast, like yes. in the mansion, the double staircase. Yes, yes. the double oh staircase. Oh my god! Wow. And he just Absolutely. happens to be filming in that setting. It, mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. Ellen in the mansion. I'm in a prison vibes. The lounge he's on is like golden, yeah. and he's wearing like Louis Vuitton slippers. Yeah, it's so camp. I uh, I live for it's- it. <laughs> And it's that thing of like, you know what? Don't be humble. Like, <laughs> like he is a Nazi. I'm pretty sure. Like he's he's absolutely the worst, and he needs no, to get cancelled, and he needs yeah. to lose his platform. But that video, oh my god! It's the same with like Shane Dawson, something that people act, acting like this is a massive reckoning, but it's like no, it's like uh, from from my research of watching three or four YouTube gossip channels. <laughs> Did you watch that PowerPoint I sent you? Yes. <laughs> Aurelia, there is a, like, so three-hour PowerPoint, like, summarising Dramageddon, as the makeup community is calling it. Wait, um, so what is Dramageddon? Is it, like, James Charles? Yes, it, it includes yes, James he's, Charles. He's involved. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God, I love this. Yeah, you would love it. It's a good read, and they liken the whole thing to Game of Thrones. So they, like, give you, like, a summation of each of power figures, and it's, like, Jeffrey is Joffrey. Makes sense. Tatiana is another, yeah. like, central figure. <laughs> Um, I think she's Marjorie. Um, yeah. And there's all these, like, interesting, like, summaries of it. I saw this, like, really dense, like, 100-slide PowerPoint that, like, su- uh. summarises this makeup guru drama. I still don't fully understand it, but I love the drama. That's because they keep being, like, even in Tati did this video. What did she say? Like, breaking my silence. Um, <laughs> and she spent, like, it, the video is, like, 40 minutes long. I put it on, like, two times. So, like, because she speaks so slowly that I could understand it when it was, like, double time. <laughs> yeah. So I was, like, okay, great. Um, let's get through this. And she basically was just, like, she was forced. You know how there was that moment with Tati and James Charles last year where, like, she came out and was, like, he sexually assaulted guys and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. James Charles came out with, like, full credit to him, like, the receipts. Like, yeah, that yeah. video is amazing. And uh, it sparks, like, a whole thing where people were, like, tracking her subs going up and his subs going down. At one point he was, like, one of the most subscribed channels on YouTube. And yeah. um, I think he's pretty much back there. Like, he's managed to recover like no one else. But, but he's had the biggest loss like that moment where Tati yeah. came out that video was the biggest recorded like loss of subscribers that has ever happened on the internet of anything. Yeah. Um, so it was huge at the time. And it basically like, it turns out that she was like sort of goaded and almost like blackmailed by Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson who were trying to kind of take down James Charles because basically he's like a competitor And they were trying to come out with like a makeup palette and a movie about like a sort of documentary about the makeup industry. And James Charles allegedly was, had a similar idea and they wanted to kind of like hit him at the post. But also Jeffree Star is a racist and has all this like heinous shit in his past that has come to surface as has Shane Dawson. And so now everyone is now trying to take down (laughs) Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson and James Charles has kind of been liberated. Yeah. The liberation of James, James Charles. <laughs> Is that the name of this podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually go into like a criminal investigation style podcast about drama get on. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, I, I got so swept up in it. And then like the other day I had to host this like zoom thing and I tried to give myself a smoky eye. I looked like I'd been punched. 
And I was like, for all the like clips I watch of like the beauty drama on YouTube, like could I not just watch a tutorial? Yeah, and actual makeup. <laughs> yeah. No. I forget that that's what they're meant to be selling. I thought they I were meant to be giving us drama. Like, isn't that their main <laughs> point of revenue? Far out. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's very funny. And it's also like like the thing that, because Shane Dawson has always like been a weird person, I think. Um, he's, all, he's also like, again, talking about like playing humble when it's you're not like and and playing like this um every man when he's actually a bit more of a diva and he has like even in his documentary or like first interview with jeffree star he's like oh my god this guy has so much money and at that point he had like 20 million subscriptions on youtube i'm like oh yeah you must be poor <laughs> but yeah. like, i just i don't buy it. um i watched this uh another gossip journal but they um put together this documentary that was shot for a tv channel in the u.s where zachary quinto gave funding to two films that had a similar script and then they had to develop the script and sort of create two independent movies one of them the director was a graduate from nyu and the other one he got a whole lot of like youtube people to apply and shane dawson won and he directed it um and the girl who did the NYU one, I think she ended up losing because it ended up being a bit of like a popularity thing and Shane Dawson got the votes. But the movie that he made, Not Cool, is horrific, judging by the clips that I have seen. It is not cool. He also cast himself as the lead, who is the romantic. Oh, God, I hate that. Sweetie, no. it's, it's very like Lin-Manuel with like all these women falling over him and everybody's like, okay. so this documentary that they shot about those two projects going at the same time was funded by zach quinto and uh it shows clips of shane dawson like losing his mind at um the fact that actors don't want to be in it because he makes at one point he in the movie he wanted a homeless man to eat a shit oh god actors didn't want to be involved because they were like no that's fucked up and he was like, like, I don't understand. You're out of work. Why don't you, like, when I was an actor, I would take every job that was offered to me. A literal shit-eating What job. the hell? Yeah. I don't want yeah. that on my IMDb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Truly, like, even out-of-work actors have taste, bro. <laughs> like, anyway, but I thought that was really interesting, and I'll I'll um, find the clips and send them to you later, guys. I could seriously never do that. I have a, such a sensitive nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ellen. <laughs> All right. Miss being with a sensitive nose. <laughs> Oof. All right. Enough chat about um divas. Should we move on to a little queer and a section? Yes, let's do it. Um, we have a question here from Brenda from Brunswick who wants to know where is the best place for me to meet women in lockdown. Heaven. <laughs> Your imagination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On hub. <laughs> yeah, a real strong internet connection. <laughs> yeah, truly. I, what do you think, Aurelia? You kind of experienced this. I, well, it wasn't really lockdown, though, but take it away. What do you reckon? I mean, as soon as lockdown started, I downloaded every dating app under the sun. I was on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, and her. <laughs> and I was on her. <laughs> it was just the worst one. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's a really good time to like get good at flirting and sexting and stuff. Which is the sexiest of the gay apps for women? Like what would be the grinder equivalent? There's no grinder for women. There, there, there isn't something that no. sexy. Oh my God. Wait, there is this one called Lex. Have you been on Lex, Jordan? It's a no, text-based I, one. I get so many sponsored ads from Lex. Lex. I think it was Lex. I'm pretty sure it was Lex. So yeah, no, it's one Lex. That is yeah. like text-based and it's supposed to be like that section of the newspaper where people are looking for each other. Oh, like... um, Like classifieds. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's classifieds and I was on there and I put up like a funny one. It was like, Lonely Libra looking for attention. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and the kind of ads that you'd see on there were like so varied and funny. But yeah, there's no images. And then those people would just find me on Instagram, and then we DM for like ten minutes, and then 
no, nothing ever happened from it. <laughs> uh, lonely Libra looking for attention is, <laughs> yeah. as a fellow Libra, <laughs> it's, yeah, it hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dating apps are weird. When I, well, I was just on Tinder and when I added women to Tinder, I was like looking at men and women. I would happily catch up with a guy and just like have sex or go on a date. Like there were no, I had no issue with that. But women, I was like, scared of because I know how quick lesbians move. No, because <laughs> I was like, because it's just like, I don't know. I think that there was just this element of like, women are greater than men and <laughs> must be treated accordingly. Uh, yeah. I think that I was just scared of the actual connection. Like it's going to have more substance. Than yeah. Just yeah. to hook up with a guy. But yeah. I know there are other, there are other people who really enjoy Tinder for hooking up or catching up. But I guess like, Dating and lockdown is different because you're like not supposed to hook up. Yeah. What was your opening message when, when dating both of you online dating? What would be the first thing you send? I like to open with a like classy hung. Question <laughs> 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 mark? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Great. I had a strange sort of connection with like the dating apps because I had so many hangups when I was sort of at uni about meeting up with guys like I was really quite insistent that you know the very formal dates and I don't want to kind of sleep around and I think like looking back I had a lot of like internalized homophobia because um, I went to like a very catholic very like severe homophobic all-boys school so I was still kind of like working through that so even though I was like on the apps I was I would always wait for other guys to talk to me first and I was so strict about it, it has to be this perfect like you know soul connection before I would ever even consider meeting up with a guy that I ended up just kind of not meeting anyone and eventually like I was seeing all my other like gay friends just living life you know sucking every day <laughs> must be nice yeah I was just kind of like oh, what am I doing I need to sort of like embrace that you know I'm a sexual person as well and I need to live my life and so I was like I'm gonna be a slut I'm gonna go on grinder. I'm gonna find a man and basically I had like a very very quick string of maybe like two weeks of like being sexually active and then I met my boyfriend who I am still with now almost six years later yeah <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Charlie knows how to be a slut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Literally, I had like a two-week slut period that then culminated in a long-term relationship. So that's my story. <laughs> that's it. Oh, my God, that's great. I love that. And, but see, I feel like I missed out. Like, because now, like, I realize now how much internalized homophobia I had. So I, I kind of think, like, it would be fun to have my current mentality and openness and freedom it would have been fun to have that during that time of my life and I yeah. feel like mm. how I missed out that stereotypical yeah. gay slut period 100% <laughs> yeah. I think I really messed myself up watching so much like lesbian porn as well because I was like I I, I truly was like I can't <laughs> it's so dumb like like you look back at like the thoughts you had it's it's wild sometimes but I was like I can't sleep with a woman until I am tiny yeah. Oh my god. No. A porn star. I it's must look so incredible. It's so fake. It's so fake. And I was like, okay, I better learn how to do all this. <laughs> oh my god. I do admit I watched this like tutorial. There was a man explaining how to eat pussy. <laughs> It was like four different videos and he was like, and this is what I do then. How long was this series? There's a lot of three, different three or four minutes. There, <laughs> oh my god. I love that. That's yeah. so good. Oh, but it's like I feel like I just in intellectualized it way too much. This is such yeah. like I'm gonna sound like a wanker here, but um at drama school, one of the things that they taught us was like you need to unpack the script, but you don't want to do it too much, otherwise you'll get too much like the two in your yes. head. You kind of oh just have God. to do it. And I feel like that was what being gay was to me. <laughs> it's hard because we have like a delayed adolescence, really. Yeah. Straight people get to experience that umming and ahhing period in high school and then like gay people queer people tend to have a later blooming period where they're kind of coming into their own and mm. it makes sense that we would be delayed on that yeah 100 i have this um 
I was trying to write a bit about it. Um, there's this theory that there's like uh, something called déjà vu. I feel like there's uh, queer people sometimes go through their lives thinking that they're straight. What's that called? In retrospective. Um, (laughs) But then then I think there's something called déjà vu where you like watch a TV show or a movie and you realise that you were attracted to the lead character as a child. Jordan, I think we discussed this once before when I was talking about how, like we were talking about Peter Pan. (gasps) Yes. That like 2000s movie with Jeremy yes. Sumter and I was so obsessed with this movie. I would like constantly replay it and especially the scenes where Peter was taking Wendy away. <laughs> Take me away. And I would convince myself that the reason I was obsessed with it was because I guess I want to be like Peter and I want to find a Wendy to take away. Oh, my God. That's what I told myself. That's so cute. Um, but now looking back, it's just like, nah, I just wanted to fuck Peter. Yeah, you were Wendy all along. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to be Wendy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted some shirtless man covered in vines to fly into my window and <laughs> carry me to never land. Yes. <laughs> To this day. Yeah. So if you want to date um, <laughs> during <laughs> lockdown, fucking watch Peter Pan. Yes. <laughs> get a man to come and take you away from Corona. Just get a man to come, period. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. Um, I don't know. I feel like you just need to chat to people. I have friends who are trying to date and they're doing Zoom dates and stuff like that, which I think that in the first lockdown people were like, Mm, no, I'll just wait. Whereas now people are a little bit more like, fuck it, what have I got to lose? Which mm-hmm. I think is a really great mentality to have in the dating world, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing to lose. And like in the end, even if you don't, if you don't find the love of your life, you've had some like really interesting interactions with people. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened for me. Like as soon as I stopped overthinking it, that's a, that also sounds so wanky, but. No, no, no. <laughs> it was a big two weeks for you. <laughs> Yeah, look, and, and in those two weeks, I did what, you know, one man would do in three years. It was nonstop. I didn't sleep. It's oh, pretty amazing, though. It was funny, actually. I, I did sleep with this one um, South African guy during that period, and he, like, I was keen to meet up again, and he never, like, got back to me. So I was like, oh, rude, whatever, and I, like, moved on to the next guy. But then, like, maybe a couple months into dating my boyfriend, and we were, like, official at that point, he, like, messaged me out of the blue and was just like, I'm back in Melbourne. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, bitch, I don't even know you left Melbourne. Like, don't (laughs) hit me up. (laughs) I was like, I'm fine. I'm doing real well for myself. I have a nice man who treats me well. Let's me know when he's leaving the country. Exactly. Oh, my God. I love that. Um, Well, good luck, friend, in the dating world. You can do it, Brenda. You can do it. Take it on. Take on the challenges of dating in lockdown. I think that you can... um, You can fall in love. Absolutely. Especially with women. We love writing letters. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is a real lesbian shit. Yes, make a Spotify playlist for someone you met yesterday. Oh, my God. I've done that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Have you guys seen the subreddit Sappho and her friend? No, what is that? Oh my god, you would adore it. It is basically about gay couples across history that historians (gasps) have like retroactively pretended were straight or like like found reasons (laughs) to like undermine it, and it's so fucking hysterical. I can't. (laughs) It's like, there's one that's like about like, oh, this man died like with his like longtime friend and roommate, Chauncey. They had a $2 million scarf collection. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I've seen that. (laughs) They were known for their brunches. (laughs) Just two good mates that lived together. I was just like. They're like the two best friends who lived in a cottage in the forest. (laughs) It's so funny. But I I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to ask what you guys thought because I feel like there is still a lot of that kind of like straight washing, so to speak, especially for women. Absolutely. I mean, I've straight washed myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how do you think that factors into the whole? I think that the idea that it's just a phase is still very strong, still exists. 
it's, it's like, I don't know, it's like an attack on femme queer relationships when people are like, if a guy it comes out as bi, then they're like, oh, well. Yeah, he's really gay and that's locked in. And if mm. a girl comes out as gay, then she's either wants attention, which is horrific, like that mentality is just so bad and, and rude because I usually do want attention and I <laughs> prefer if you just came to one of my shows. Maybe. <laughs> hey, yeah. And, you know, and also just like that it's a phase. How could you possibly be happy without a strong man to fill you with his cum? <laughs> well, it's also I think like people just don't see like queer relationships enough to realize that they're just as varied as straight yeah. relationships. Like yeah. you have your ups and downs and your fights and whatever. And I think it's also like men find it hard to believe that you don't need a dick in your life. But mm-hmm. when you're a lesbian, I guess you can have so many dicks in your life. <laughs> like they're just all plastic. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like absolutely. you actually have more variety in your sex that is life. That's a really good point. Like yeah. when you're dating a man, you can't, like a lot of men have problems with sex toys. Like they just feel emasculated by them. Yeah. But, yeah, I just don't get it. I think as well, like, male friendships are not as normalised as female friendships are. And so mm-hmm. if two men are seen to be emotionally bonded or connected, it, it, it's very quickly like, oh, that's gay. Like, and it, mm-hmm. and it feels like a strict thing. Whereas female friendships can be very, like, strong but not gay. And then... If men are affectionate with their friends and they need to, like, quickly call it a bromance. So yes. there's, like, an element of masculinity to it. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and I think you're right, Aurelia, where it's like the, like the, vis- the visibility just isn't there. People just won't see it. Like, like yes, Kayla and I have very similar colouring, but re- <laughs> no one... We had been around each other for so long before we started dating... And no one ever said we looked similar. Then as soon as we started dating, everyone was like, oh, you could be sisters, your sisters, blah, blah, blah. And that, firstly, that like completely like takes the sexual aspect away from relationships. It's like, okay, you need to say that. You need to think that, sure, do what you need. But also we go to the markets and we get this like $30 box of veggies and the man there calls us the sisters and uh we sometimes he throws in free food for us so we just so you haven't corrected what (laughs) (laughs) i don't know he just like he's like oh it's the sisters my regulars and he just gives us free shit and we're like "Ah, oh my god have you ever kissed in front of that market store do you no, we're hands? like we don't hold hands in the market. They don't like, want. They don't want to have to pay full price. <laughs> no, I'm like I'll take it. <laughs> yes, me and my sweet sister love these discounts. Oh my god, it's so funny. He thinks that we're like two sisters going out and getting like food for our parents. I think, and he thinks it's so sweet, and we're like, thank you, yes. That's crazy. Which market is this? Paran Markets. Okay, I'm not to go there. <laughs> You don't want free pack choy, like we. <laughs> I don't know. I'm into it, it's, but yeah. So and it's hard to have that kind of conversation with friends. Like I have, I have close friends who like joke about the fact that like we look alike and blah blah blah. And I'm like, that's actually like quite homophobic in a really convoluted, I can't quite articulate it way. Mm. I think it is. Anyway, well, this has been lovely chatting with you guys. This has been so much fun. Don't laugh at me. I'm trying to to be authentic and give an outro. We're all like playing chicken. We're like, you do it. Bye, sluts. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You heard my inverted commas authentic outro. Now let's hear Jordan's. Go for it. You give us an authentic outro. We've had a really great time. We've learned so much. Um, (laughs) Fuck you, Ellen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck Ellen. And Aurelia, do you want to give us a really authentic outro? Um, thank you all for joining us in this interesting chat. <laughs> oh my God, so unprompted. For mocking wow. us. <laughs> I love it. I actually am loving this vibe. I can't wait to chat about more stuff. And we didn't even talk about Free Britney, which we were all really, we didn't. Excited, really excited to talk about. But I guess that could be on the next That'll episode. be a two-parter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need a, like, drama get in PowerPoint for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 
you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.